Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? Smooth, smooth, smooth. Did it on the first try. We're here with a wonderful guest. He sells t-shirts, he sells socks, and he sells our hearts. I, get, I don't know if that made sense. How you doing, Jake Barnes? Oh, what's up, everybody? Uh, good to be back. Another episode. And um, what a season we have had, for sure. Is this my first one of the year? No, or like maybe my second or third? It's your second one, I think, since the second season one. actually started. Okay, cool. So this is like a, like a mid-check-in, like a, like yeah. a yeah, half-season check-in. Like it's... It's funny because no one, this is an audio realm, so no one's going to know this, but Jake had like his head turned. It was just like a dark hood. And then all of a sudden he turns his face and it's just like <laughs> this, this beautiful figure. And, yeah. uh, so, you know, it's been raining in Southern California. Things have been pretty chill. Uh, how have you guys been doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Yeah. Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm enjoying the weather kind of. <laughs> kind of all right it's not it's not it's the worst it's like the, it's like terrible i uh i, I was I'm, like I'm go ahead driver. i'm a bad driver so it's always bad <laughs> being tokyo <laughs> drift on the freeway uh, yeah, tokyo but, drift on the- uh, uh <laughs> all right you know let's just do this on the pod because i think it's fun content there was a jake one time drove us to the rams game the rams falcons game and um me and Jesse afterwards were were like, "Hey, were you a little uh, nervous with Jake driving?" Let's just say you're a very busy man, and you're <laughs> and... pretty intense driver. Like my phone is in my hand. I don't, you know, everybody's gonna think out of it, but like my phone is in my hand. I don't know. I think I have ADHD. Honestly, <laughs> no, you're good. Can't focus. It, yeah. was, it was adorable. Uh, so this is a Clippers pod. Uh, I feel like not much has changed in Clippers land, but at the same time, things have changed significantly. I think since the last time me and Jesse did the podcast, and that's uh, incorporating Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. Clippers went two and two this week. Ever since that started, uh, they lost the Hawks game, which they sh- they should have won. Um, they lost the Denver Nuggets game, which they probably should have won. Uh, but they beat the Mavericks, which is impressive. And then they struggled against Houston for about three quarters today and then one by 20. I even, I even mentioned, uh, to, to Jake, I was like, Hey, you know, is it still a good game if we win by 20? If, even though we thought we we're going to lose for the first half or whatever, but yeah, so what are you guys' thoughts on what it, what is considered to be this newish Clippers team in the last week or so? Uh, it's been nice to see Roki get some more minutes. I've uh, been loving his presence on the court. Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. I I, I like it. I, I see good signs and positive signs from it. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about the Houston Rockets game because I feel like that was a gimme um, and it didn't start off really well, but 
the fourth quarter looked like everything was coming together. The second unit was actually playing really well. Uh, Moses Brown was out there looking like prime Shaq. Mm-hmm. Loved it. We all love our Moses here. Exactly. Uh, I, the Houston game was a little weird. Uh, uh, we do chat with Trent daily and Trent even mentioned, he's like, well, something to keep in mind is that like Jalen green, you is like a good percentage of the Houston Rockets offense and how many shots they take. And he doesn't shoot a well percentage. So like taking that poor percentage out of their game today might've actually made them slightly better. Uh, but still when you're playing a bad team and their best player is not on the team, you would expect to go out there and play better for the entire game. But we, like I said, like the end result, if we, if none of us watched the game, we would have been like, Oh, the Clippers must've played well. Cause they won by 20. <laughs> so it's one of those weird ones. You know, like uh, I'm everybody knows if you've been listening to this podcast, like the clamor for Terrence Mann to start at point guard has been like a thing. Uh, I think it's long overdue should have been started. There was points in the season where he was getting DMPs for no, like, I don't know what reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously like we lack so much athleticism and like point of attack defense and just like literally just af- athletes, you know, athletic guys that can run the floor and catch lobs or go dunk the ball. Um so to see him there is is great. And to see Moses actually getting backup big minutes is great too. You know, like us going with this micro ball stuff was not working. And I mean, technically stuff still isn't working, but to at least have another seven footer on the court after zoo is cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with Terrence man, not well, with Terrence man now being put into the starting lineup, uh, that means certain guards have been kind of taken out of the rotation. And so by certain guards, I mean, basically just Reggie Jackson. Now he played today because John Wall now has an injury from doing that pretty impressive dunk. John, John, John Wall has a tendency to uh, play very poorly, but then do something and you're like, yeah, well, man, if you could just do stuff like that, then I think we're good. <laughs> And then he ends up like stepping on the line or something while he's trying to inbound the ball and the game's over. Um, But yeah, so for the last week or so, John Wall was chosen over Reggie Jackson. Do you feel that's something that Ty Lue thinks would make the team better? Or do you think he was experimenting to see who fits better between him and uh, John Wall and Reggie? Honestly, bro, like, I have no idea. I don't know what that guy's thinking. Like, <laughs> right, dude, like, there's some moments where you're just kind of, you sit there and you go, and you go like, well, I can it even be justified. Like, <laughs> get me? Like, John has been pretty poor all season. Uh, not to say Reggie has been great either. You know, they've both been kind of poor. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, you know, the fit as far as spacing from John, but I understand John does put rim pressure and it's like either one that you put on the court, John is really turnover prone, doesn't really play great defense, but Reggie also doesn't play great defense and he's really shot heavy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you have your pros and cons. I think maybe they're just trying something out and someone's going to have to ride the pine when PG and Luke come back. So they're just trying to see which one it is, I guess. Ideally, both would ride the pine. 
for Luke Kennard. To be honest, it should be Terrence Mann starts and then Luke Kennard goes in and plays the other guard. Because even then, Norman Powell is still too many guards, it feels like, right? So like if you're gonna have an if you're gonna have guards play, you would prefer it just to be Terrence, Luke Kennard, and Norman Powell, right? And then the rest would be wings and bigs. Right. Uh but we'll see. So I guess like to be honest with you, like once Luke Kennard comes back, it would ideally be Reggie and John Wall just don't play. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen based on what we've seen all season. So, um, but yeah, you know, what do you think, Jesse? No, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with Jay. This season, we've seen a lot of question marks from Ty Lue. Uh, first beginning when he wanted to cut back on how many players he wanted to rotate in. And that was like a huge question mark. I mean, we're already dealing with injuries, and he wants to cut, what was it, to like nine players? Yeah, we want nine players. And then there was no answer for why Roku wasn't getting minutes. And all of a sudden, like, we, we see him playing. We, we don't see – it doesn't seem like he's dealing with any injuries, so I don't understand why he wasn't getting any minutes to begin with. So I, I don't know, man. Tyler has a lot of, try, a lot of uh, questionable things this, this, uh, this season, so I don't understand what he's doing at the point guard position. Um, I have to agree with you. I think it should be T-Man. And I, I, Ty Lue is Doc Rivers' protege, so he's going to believe in his players. And Oh, so there you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's work off of that. Uh, people calling him uh, Ty Rivers and stuff. <laughs> Doc Lue. Um <laughs> Do do you feel that that's a thing? Because like in the first season, Ty Lue didn't necessarily do that, right? Like he he like obviously it was a Pat Bev injury that made him believe in Reggie. But once Pat Bev was able to come back, he kind of went back to Reggie. So yeah, but he didn't have like a full season with these guys, right? Like he he didn't have a full season of like Reggie Jackson taking him to. Um, helping with Paul George to get him to the second past the second round, you know that's fair. Uh, he he was on the staff during the bubble, but you're, that's fair. That's a fair. Like he wasn't the head person, right? Yeah, he didn't he didn't have these kind of experience where he saw Reggie Jackson play through and like perform and uh, came through for him. So I, I I'm assuming those you know those can play a factor in his faith in Reggie Jackson, and you know I, I can't knock him for it. The, when it comes to coaching, it, it one of the the one of the things uh, that I believe is true is one of the hardest things to to get out of your system is to trust somebody new over trusting somebody that you that's played for you for a long time. And I and you could be like, well, then why is he playing John Wall, right? But but I think it comes down to like it's not just John Wall; it's also like you know Marcus Morris and Nick. But like Nick Batum started the season slow, in my opinion, but he still wrote him. And you know what? To his credit, Nick Batum's been very um, helpful. But like you know Marcus Morris, and then playing Marcus Morris with certain players, playing Marcus Morris with Reggie at the same time, playing Marcus Morris with like all these defensive people at the same time is just not working, right? And as fans, and probably as the organization, we all see that's not working. But I'm pretty sure it's like you know what these guys helped us get to the first Western Conference Finals, and they helped us get to uh, 
considered a decent year with all things considered last year, right? So it's hard within 42 games to kind of just like be like, all right, you know what? It's not working. We're going to get rid of you. We're, we don't want you guys to play anymore, right? So that and you mix in the fact that your star, you're like two star players have been dealing with some injuries. So they've been in and out of rotations. So you're kind of experimenting to figure out what works when the lineup that's supposed to work is supposed to have your two star players, right? So I don't know if you're necessarily seeing the results of like if these guys actually fit, right? So I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, am I making no, sense? No, 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 you make sense. And I actually have a spicy take that uh, Jake's already heard, and I don't know if you did because sometimes you're you you're you're a hardworking man. Sometimes you don't see like the conversations we have. Uh, but I'll let Jake if Jake wants to add anything before I say it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't really agree with calling him like, you know, Doc Lou or Yeah. Know. I I don't either, by the way. If I should just throw that out there. But yeah. There's so much more to NBA basketball that people don't know. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not just like he can grab these guys and throw out whoever he wants for any amount of minutes if they're not either Norm Powell, um PG or Kawhi. You know, those right. are the only guys that are really guaranteed heavy minutes everybody else um to whatever politics you know come behind behind the scenes you know Mm -hmm. we we hear these stories all the time of players even when they get on their own podcast and they speak of stuff right yeah Uh, players always come with the stories and the politics behind basketball and there's just a lot like we don't know what was promised who was told they were going to play who was given the conversation that they're going to have to take a seat Mm -hmm. you know we don't know. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily fair to Tyloo because he had a great first season with us. The second season, he played the cards that were dealt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if people want to fire him over this season here where Kawhi, I think, has 20 games played. So he's played half of half of the season. Right. EG has about 32 games played. And then, you know, the role players are in and out as well. Like, I don't necessarily think it's fair to him, but I can see how fans would be frustrated because I'm frustrated, you know? Like, I, well, I, th- I think the frustrating moments really do come from like, well, we do have all the pieces here now, or we do have this certain thing, or you do know, like, al- although you might not have all of the pieces to your disposal, you're, we know what you're currently doing is not working. And I get that you might give it a sample size, but the sample size has now been too long. You know, and I think like the team going 500, that's just the patience is just not there. Like we're all out of patience now. Right. And so it, it, um, Jesse, I don't know if you're going to agree with the spicy take I have. All right, go. Wait, I also want to say like, I don't think Ty Lue's completely like Doc Rivers, but I'm saying, you know, we can, we can, we take bits and pieces from people that we learn from, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. He was on the Celtics staff, the Clippers staff, you know. Yeah. You know what? He's probably even taking a lot of stuff from when he coached in Cleveland, right? He when like, you know, there was a lot of load management. There was a lot of poor lineups during that regular season. And there was a lot of frustrating moments. I'm sure Cleveland fans will tell you there's a lot of frustrating moments with that season. Mm-hmm. And they just happened to, you know, and then imagine they had to come back 3-1 against the Warriors. So it's not like it was a perfect uh, season for them you know so yeah um so i brought this up earlier this week to in our in our little group chat okay um 
Paul George is more injury prone than Kawhi Leonard. So what I kind of mean by that is Kawhi Leonard, he misses a lot of games, but he it's usually like stuff we expect in them. Now, obviously, the the knee setback and then hurting his ankle would actually be a counter to my to my statement, right? But like since he's been back, you know, the small sample size of Charlotte, the Charlotte game to now, the only games he's missed were back-to-backs, which one of them is still very contested because it was like he only played 15 minutes the night before. He should have played the second one at least. But then he um uh and then he missed the game due due to illness, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been based on our expectations like before the season started right you know like we all expected Kawhi not to play back-to-backs well he hasn't and he's played every game other than that mm-hmm. uh paul george oh, all right say make your make your comment first no no i'm i'm trying to think right now because i'm thinking out loud so Kawhi, i feel like before the tw- the torn acl or the acl tear um occurred i think he was just taking time off mainly due to knee management right knee management load management not playing back-to-backs same stuff like keep in mind like he only played played um what 56 games or something in the first season which like you know that was a shortened season then the second season it was also a shortened season but you know he had the and then the last season he was out with the torn acl right so like my and i'm sure he's had lingering things something something's like remember when he got hit in the nose or something like that by oh, yeah, Sergi Baca I think he missed a game after that or something and that was the game they lost by 50 to the Mavs I think that Paul George though feels like he has a brand new lingering thing every season that causes the miss 20 to 30 games or something like that and now this year it's the hamstring mm-hmm. and like I'm not I heard it's day to day, so we could have him back. And you know what? If we get Paul George and Kawhi healthy for the rest of the season, that'd be nice. You know, obviously, you know, Kawhi won't play back to backs, and Paul George will take a night off there and there. But like, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? Like, it's a small sample size, but Kawhi, I feel like, has been available to play every game he's been expected to play for the for the, this last month and paul george has been the one that's been a little iffy and then i look back on it i was like he's been a little iffy all year like last year he was out from christmas to basically a week before the season ended <laughs> and then like the the year before that was it the toe i believe or i don't remember was it the toe that made him miss like a good month or so yeah the, uh, i forgot the name they gave it but yeah it was a toe and then he missed some time at before the whole two one three era started with the shoulder stuff. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just saying, like, I'm, they're both injury issue players, but I just feel like mm-hmm. Paul George is a little bit more prone to injuries than Kawhi is. I guess I, I'd agree with it, but I guess we're going by the number of injuries, right? I mean, an, a terror, an ACL terror, regardless is an injury and it's a pretty big injury so it's pretty significant uh yeah both are injury prone honestly i agree with that what you said but i'm curious as to like okay so what's what's the point of that (laughs) well my 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 point was because i think like a lot like recently a lot of like people have been like mentioning like 
you know, the players don't play. And, like, you'll see, like, Stephen A. Smith or someone just be like, well, you know, Kawhi plays, like, twice a month or something. And I'll be like, yeah, he's been actually relatively consistent. Like, he's played every game he's been supposed to play since he's came back from the knee injury setback. Yeah, but, like, to be fair to, like, Stephen A. Smith, I feel like most of the time I see him, he's, like, talking about, like, Kawhi not playing because Kawhi chooses not to play, right? Like, it's, like, some sort of management. And, like, whereas Paul George is not available, that's because he's not available due to injury. Right, which makes him more injury prone because Kawhi is choosing not to play. Yeah, but, like, Stephen A is, like, not talking about injury prone. He's, like, talking – I feel like most of the time I've seen him, he's always talking about just Kawhi just doesn't, doesn't want to play. Well, I, I think, you know, like I told Brian when he mentioned it, like, I look at the history of everything. Like, mm-hmm. right? And the catalyst of our whole 213 era is Kawhi. You know, mm-hmm. like – he is the legit catalyst. But you know what? Before I even say any of this, we told y'all on this podcast in the summertime, the generational load management that is going to be had this season. And whether fans believed it or not, it's here. Yeah. You know, the team has treated the season like it is insignificant. So regardless of anything, I think we're on this podcast saying that um, – Kawhi was only going to play 50 games. And right now he's on pace for 50 games. I think yeah. he has 20, you know, and um, if we're going to get to PG, I believe we've gone on this podcast too. And with PG, we said 55 to 60 games. Yeah, he's on pace. And he's on pace. So if we're really looking at the grand scheme of things, it sounds about accurate. If PG were to miss out till February and play basically from February on with the 20 games that we have left with the stretched out schedule, he's on pace for 53, 53 games or 52 games. So, and, and to your point, I think what the frustrating thing with this team has been to like, maybe just not to me or to the fan base or whatever is we played with a lot of heart and we played pretty well last season without these guys. So we felt that we could factor in load management plus probably a a lingering injury at some point from either one. Kawhi has had his. Paul George is currently going through his. And they would play about 55 to 16, but the other guys would be able to handle the – the and the other guys have just not been able to do that. Yeah, and, I mean, Mm -hmm. let's get to them, you know. Let's get to the role players too. Well, yeah. I, I was just I was just curious because like Brown was bringing up Paul George. I was like, oh, so do you have a hot take on Paul George trade or what? No, mm, uh, no, it's no. <laughs> oh, I, I, I I think the two and three the two and three duo at least is finishing out the season. Same, yeah. No, I, I, my 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 whole thing was just like, you know, like there's a lot of like talk about like who's consistent, who's not consistent, like mm. role players, players not playing. And like it, it, at the, at the baseline, it's all true. Everyone could look at everything that's going on this season. Everything is true. So, but, but, but for the most part, for the last month and a half, Kawhi has been relatively consistent. The only thing he's not playing are, are the games we expected him not to play anyway. So, so it's, it's, so I'm curious. Let me, let me ask this question then. Yeah. Um, because you, you didn't mention I'm not really on, you know, I don't really follow chat. And like when I'm on Twitter, I'll be honest, when I'm on Twitter, I'm looking at Falcons news. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I my, my personal page, it's funny because my personal page is basically all Padre stuff. And then my, our 
LA Clips Farm page is all Clipper stuff. So I get my Clipper stuff from there. And like, okay, let me, let me for the listeners here. It's not that I, I don't care about the Clippers. It's just that like the Falcons, let, let's they're like mediocre. We had a questionable QB, uh, and then we decided to play a rookie QB that we drafted in like late in the late in the draft. And so I'm curious about how he's playing. He has started. Like they finally gave him the nod to start, and I've just been following what people are thinking about him, his QBR, and everything like that. So that's mainly what you know I was checking up on. Uh, having given up on the Clippers, uh, I still think there is there's time for us to figure it out. It's just we need it. We need a together, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just I was just curious because I'm like, okay, so because I'm not online, like, is I don't know what Clipper to I don't I don't know what the Clipper community is like right now. Oh, it's like in shambles. It's, it's divided. It's 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 basically there's a like, civil war. It there, yeah. And I'll I'll be honest, like. When we were doing this podcast a year ago, one of my favorite things was just like, you know, how everyone's super invested in the Clippers and what they're doing this year. I feel like it's a little bit more like um, some people are like, you know, really down in the dump. Some people are extremely hopeful. There's people in the middle. And like, I, I'll be honest, sometimes I don't even know where I fall into that. So I would say it's pretty divided out there. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, people talking, you know, I think a lot of people are getting a little frustrated with people that are hopeful. There's some people that are getting frustrated with the people that are super down in the dumps. But you know what? This is fan base stuff, you know, like it is what it is. Every fan base goes through this. And I just think last year there was just there wasn't a huge expectation on the season necessarily. And there was a lot of uh, positive energy following our Western Conference finals run that it kind of allowed the fan bases to like just you know hold off a little bit but then like i feel like by november 3rd this year it was just like you know what people started drifting apart <laughs> and <laughs> uh it's like there's like there's divides in our group chats there's divides you know like you know on this mm. pod at times you know it is what it is yeah i mean that's what happens when you have huge expectations going into a season and yeah. you're just not meeting that yeah um, i'm sure you know what i'm sure there's uh chicago bulls forum right now just like it's <laughs> oh, like yeah. you know, going through it you know there's and then you know there's probably like indiana pacers forum that's just like oh this is not a bad season so far hopefully we <laughs> keep these guys and halliburton's pretty good oh no halliburton got treated you know like it there's different there's different waves of like you know and like honestly like if i was a king's fan like the beam we <laughs> this would be the greatest season ever and they they might even accidentally fall back into the play-in but that's still a better season that, than they've had for 20 years right whereas like we feel like we've been middle of the playoffs team for the last decade so we want to get above that now and seeing how the team's playing in the middle of the season i think it's creating some of a divide Mm-hmm. Of like you know people like see it through and then some people are like you know what let's just start a rebuild now <laughs> like, you know it's like there's it's in the middle and you know i think it, it's actually i think it's fun uh but yeah it's not it's not as uh as positive i would say as it was last year it's like just be careful what you wish for right so yeah it's, yeah. it's all fun and games so it yeah, actually jake happens was, jake was saying that in the spaces last year he's like wait until there's actual expectations yeah, you know, last year, and I have this talk with my friends all the time. Last year was a year where, bro, it's a crapshoot. Like yeah. anything happened, we could have made the playoffs. PG like doesn't get COVID. Like you know, anything could happen. For God's sakes, he got COVID the day of. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that by itself is 
it's showing how much of a crapshoot it was. But just coming into like this year, the massive expectations and people had to be realistic, you know, like Kawhi hasn't played NBA basketball and basically, you know, a season and a half or maybe like a season. And it takes time to get adjusted to that. I've been really impressed to see him and how he's coming along. Like um, he looks good, you know, and he's actually coming along pretty much kind of stronger than Jamal Murray was at the time. Uh, well, yeah. that You know, right now, I mean, Jamal's kind of rounding up into shape right now, but like uh, Kawhi has definitely looked apart a little bit, you know, but with that being said, he's only played 20 games. You know, it's not like he's been here for 35, 40 games out of the 42 yeah good point yeah I, I was looking at their stats like uh to your point jamal murray is like averaging i think like almost 19 points and Kawhi is like averaging like 28 28 25 so i thought it was 19 yeah. but it's probably going up because he's had like 20 point games in the past well, like yeah i was gonna say Kawhi is like first like 10 games he was playing less than like 25 minutes a night i think he only scored like 12 minutes 12 points a game or something and then like in the last 10 to 15 games or whatever he's been playing um he's been playing like 35 plus minutes averaging like 25 points a game or something going up right now yeah oh right. yeah you're right you're right 18.5 my bad yeah. i was looking at 2021 but like by but in the last what probably the whole month of january i don't think he's scored below 20 yeah yeah I, you know what that's like super encouraging and it's encouraging to see him like get that bounce, that dunk that he had last night, or was it two nights ago? Uh, it was the Denver game, right? Yeah, Friday night. It was super encouraging to see him get that bounce, and his mid range is obviously still automatic. His post game, the three point shot will come along, but mm-hmm. if you look at the trajectory of big injuries, you know it takes a season to get them just even like acclimated to NBA basketball. Like look at Kevin Durant, look at Clay mm-hmm. Thompson right now it takes a real season to get them really back. And um, so this would be encouraging, encouraging that he's playing this well, this soon. This should be encouraging for, yeah. I mean, for all Clipper fans, I think that like, if, if we're looking into the pending free agency, depending whatever they want to do, like, I don't know if they want to break it up or keep it together or whatever, you know, obviously Kawhi's stock is probably a little bit lower than it would regularly be because, but to see him coming along and you know putting up you could say close to all-star numbers or all-star numbers i'm not saying superstar there's a difference mm-hmm. you know, all-star numbers it's it should be you know a sign of relief um and shout out to him for taking his recovery seriously you could obviously see it yeah but uh i would it sucks you know in hindsight the team kind of promised that like this would gonna be the season to win a title and uh clearly Kawhi, it's gonna take a full year for him to really really be back into it yeah i believe there was like i started this conversation based on like the the paul george and Kawhi thing and like you know i think paul george might come back this week but maybe the week after but i believe one of you were gonna have a take or something on it and we've totally switched topics but i might have maybe we've already addressed it Oh, no, I was saying, like, look, when it came to just, like, the catalyst and everything, the history of all this stuff, both guys are missing games. Like, both guys, like, you know, we had two chances, the bubble and 2021. You know, both had something happen. 
Kawhi got hurt. Like it's just stuff that you can't you can't control. You can't control the injuries. Right. You, know, you can't control the bubble. You know they completely messed that up, right? But mm-hmm. as far as like the the Kawhi injury, he load managed the season and still ended up getting hurt in the playoffs. Like you can't control that. It just happened. Right. And uh, you know, tough luck. And here we are. You know, it is what it is. What it is. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned a little bit at the beginning. John Wall is out for two weeks, so this might be an opportunity for tie to uh we've all had theories on what's going on with the john wall situation but now i think we can put those theories to a rest for at least two weeks <laughs> and just let Ty Lue kind of coach himself through some of these lineups we still will probably see some small ball or some three guard lineups because it's not like reggie's not going to play mm-hmm. but yeah um that kind of goes into I'm trying not. I'm trying my best not to get like make this sound like any other pod would do. But there's gonna be. A, I have a trade deadline activity for you guys. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm gonna name a player on our team, mm-hmm. and by February 10th, which is a day after the deadline, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you guys. Uh, is this player still gonna be on the team? You'll say yes or no. And if it's a yes, are they a starter? Are they in the rotation or are they out of the rotation? All right. So, so basically, there's gonna. I'm gonna kind of start with. I might just go in alphabetical order. We'll see what the what the roster I have in front of me does. But do you guys understand the rules? Yeah, we got it. Of the activity. Cool. So let me let me make sure I understand. All right, all right, all right. Let's run. Let's, okay. So it's either we state that they're gonna be traded. Like if we and if they're not, what role they were gonna play in the team? Yeah, basically. Okay. So because like it could be like, for example, this player is on the team, but maybe they're out of the rotation and they have been because it's a new if it's honestly your gut feeling of like is February 10th truly a reset? Or even if it's not a reset, like maybe so and so player is not going to be in the rotation in the second half of the year. Maybe a certain player is going to be in the rotation. You know, it's just like, we'll see. Mm. So I think the more interesting part of the activity is like the, Hey, is this player going to be on the team or not? Uh, But let's see here. First player, Nicholas Batum. Uh, You guys could go in either either order. Uh, Is he going to be on? Is he going to be traded? Jake, you can go first. Uh, he will not be traded, and he will be a rotational piece. All right, that one's pretty straightforward. Jesse? I have to agree with Jake on this one. Uh, He's not going to be traded a rotational player. I agree with it, too. And my takes pretty much, I don't know everyone's contract because I know that plays a factor in trades. I'm just going to go based off their face value. All right, that makes sense. And if you need any additional information, I'm pretty sure we got it. If you haven't heard it on our pod, you've heard it on someone else's, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) Brandon Boston Jr., uh jesse you want to go first i think he might get traded you might get traded so you don't you're, you don't have to answer the second part yeah. uh if he was not traded do you think he becomes a rotational piece yes or no i don't think so no okay jake before i even start this my biggest tangent on him is them not playing this kid last year and not playing him when we need him right now when we need athleticism, youth, fullness, like it's just all right. But anyway, he will most likely be traded. Okay. 
And if yeah. he's not, he's not in the rotation either, right? God, so sick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 hey, man, that, that Ontario Clippers—they're—they're they're balling out over there. Hey, so. you know we we need them down there, man. We need yeah. that D title. <laughs> We need some sort of title, right? Do do you do you think that the front office might actually even have that in consideration and be like, yeah, but what about that G League title we're trying to win? Probably, (laughs) probably, like seriously, like, um, Moses Brown. Oh, Uh, gone. I mean, can can can't. I I I have a I have a outside the box answer to this, but I'll let you guys go first. not Not converted into a guaranteed player. So he's not converted into a guaranteed player. Yeah, they're not going to convert him. And so he's not going to be traded either. Well, he I, no, he's just going to – they're just going to let him walk, I think. All right, so he's on a two-way. I actually think he'll be playing on the Ontario Clippers for the rest of the year. I'm cool with that. That's cool with yeah. me. I, like I, yeah, I agree with that. I like the kid, so, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if Musa comes up and Moses goes down. And if Moses does not average 20-20 every game, <laughs> it's like I think he can. Um, uh, this one, this one's pretty uh controversial. Amir Coffee traded. Uh, Jake. Amir, that's three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely traded. I most honestly, likely. I, mean, I am. I mean, I'm honestly expecting like a Cleveland Cavaliers 2017 thing they did, where they oh. legit swapped like six, seven dudes, like. Mm-hmm. He went from like Rose and IT and all those guys to and Jake Crowder to like Larry Nance, Clarkson, and a bunch of other stuff. I I I I I, I was on the podcast today with Trent. I said I think there might be two consolidation trades where there's yeah. like a two for one on one and a three for one on the other, and yeah. then we're moving everyone in the rotation and then filling the rest of the roster with buyout players. Yeah, I'm. I seriously like. I mean, bro, they're not they're not getting younger like the two guys. So yeah, but. Amir's most likely traded, and I think it's best for him to show his quality. Like, you know, Jesse. Uh, you know what? I think he stays. Uh, you know what? And I think he becomes I, a rotational player. I agree with you. I think he becomes a rotational player after all the consolidation trades. He becomes like that ninth, tenth person. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, the the only the only thing going to Jake's point is I actually don't know if he'll be the center of any of these trades. But to make the money work, or to be the sweetener, because like some some teams will be like, I don't want a uh, more Morris, but some team might be like, all right, I'll take your young Amir Coffee, <laughs> and maybe that'll make it better, you know? Like, see, like know. in my perspective, I think there's only gonna be one trade, and I think Brandon Boston's gonna be the sweetener for it. That that makes more sense. That, yeah, I'm gonna be, be sick. Hey, you know what? It's be, okay. I'm be sick when he's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 18 a game, I'm gonna be sick. All right. Uh Roko. Uh Jesse. He stays. Rotational he stays. Player. Rotational player. All right, Jake. He stays starter. I think he's gonna uh, Yeah, you know what? I I think okay, I think he stays too. Like for the last month or so, everyone's been like he's gonna get traded. I actually do think he's gonna stay. I think I think he's gonna be the player that's fills in that Morris void. If we do trade Morris, yes. but I think Rocco will be a rotational piece simply because I think they want to start Nicholas Batum over Rocco. But no, nah, I'm not. I'm not into, entire. Do you what? How do you feel? Do you think they would start Rocco over Nicholas Batum, Jake? 
if I was Ty, I would uh, just just to give like Batum kind of like those spot minutes at the backup big, depending mm-hmm. on the backup big. You know what I'm saying? And him and Roko, him and Roko can kind of interchange that. I don't. It's just, bro. There's so much in the air. Who knows? You know. What I'm well, saying? I I feel like Nick Batum also offers the ability to be uh, more of a positionless player that you could put with a second unit, where you could kind of switch things up. Like if Nick Batum had to play the five or the four, the three, or even play some point forward, he can with the second unit. Whereas Rocco is kind of more defined to his position, and his position is either four or the five, and that kind of fits better with the starters. So okay. that 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 makes a good point. All right. My favorite player, Musa Diabate. Does he get traded? I think he stays. I think he stays. Okay. Uh, Jake? Bro, this one is tough because if you dangle him to a team, and he has promise, like like if you dangled him to Charlotte, because Mm -hmm. Charlotte is a big man, you know. Like like he's a sweetener? He might be a sweetener. Him and Brandon both, both sweeteners. To be honest. All right. Uh, I think he stays, and I think he's actually going to take Moses's half of the games for the second half. I'm, I I hope so. A switchable big, like we need that. So yeah. And if he plays well enough to get a roster spot for the playoffs, he does. He good yeah. for him. But I don't know if he will. Like I, I good for him though. All right, Paul George. Does he get traded? Yes or no? At the deadline, he stays. He stays. All right. Yeah, uh, is, is he uh, is he uh, is he out of the rotation, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's playing the G League. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie to you. I am not gonna lie to you. If I was an NBA franchise, and let's just say you had a mediocre team, and your team made it to the G League fi- uh, the G League playoffs, I would consider being like, you know what? Why don't we just drop like two starters down there and <laughs> just get that G League title? <laughs> Like if like for, like if like for example if I'm what's a what's a mediocre team right now because these these games happen like the final week of the season right so let's just say you're the Blazers and you're out of the you're out of contention or whatever to just drop Lillard down for, for a game and let him go off in the G League playoffs can you imagine you're like the coach and you get the news like an ESPN notification that Damian Lillard is going to play for the G League Blazers. Blazers team, yeah. I'm fucking pissed, dude. <laughs> like, right. but like, there's no rules that say you can't do that. He's gonna score 100 points, yeah, right? Or you know, it's probably gonna ruin the rotations, and then like everyone's gonna be like mixed match, and people are just gonna be not, you know, it's gonna be the, the clipper issues that we're having now. It's gonna happen in the G League team, and imagine the scrutiny uh, uh, Dame would get if they didn't win the title. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of weight on them, <laughs> wild. I, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I'd be I really want to see this happen now. Like, I if I was the owner of a franchise and my team was not gonna make it in the playoffs, I it would be something I'd I would I would talk to the team be like, give me two give me two guys who are just down to play. Just two two guys and hopefully they're starters. And yeah. let's, let's 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 bring them over. Uh Jake, uh, is Paul George gonna win the G League title for the Clippers or is he gonna get traded or I think PG stay. The two better stay mm-hmm. and write it out, write it out this season, you know. Yeah, fan favorite, maybe I don't know. Reggie Jackson traded, uh, out or in of the rotation. I think he stays, and I mainly think he stays because of the fact that he has ties with some players there. So, 
and I guess his role as the vibe guy. Yeah. Well, hopefully his vibes are good. He would be a rotation player. All right. Uh, Jake? I think Reggie retires a Clipper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that might be he gets traded and then just retires. <laughs> <laughs> like he's staying, and I think uh, if, if this is his last season, like this or next season, I think he retires with us for sure. Oh, okay. I, I I think I think I think he stays, but I I'm this is this might be a little spicy. I think he's gonna be out of the rotation. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh, he might get back in due to injury, but he's gonna be like he's not gonna be the top nine or ten players that Ty has on his depth chart. Yeah. Uh, Luke Kennard. J- Jake. J- J- Jake. Uh, stays, I think, and he's going to be a rotational piece, too. All right, Jesse. I think he stays, and you know what? I think he might get a starting position. Oh, interesting. All right. In your scenario, would that mean that, like, let's just say we do, does that mean Terrence Mann doesn't start, or would you have Terrence, Luke, Paul, Kawhi, and then a center? Yeah, I play, I play team out the one. Okay, and then like you would just like get rid of a four, and then yeah. you would have okay. All right, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, by the way, I think Luke Kennard stays and all that. All right, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Trade his bum and I'll Nah, he stays. He stays. All right, Jake. Yeah, he stays and, and uh, out of the rotation or in. He comes off the bench. So oh, okay. Okay. Beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> He starts and uh, yeah, all right, Terrence. Man, uh, Jake, look, I told y'all in the summertime, he better lead the team in minutes, and he didn't <laughs> like he, he hasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. he better, he better start and he better play 30 plus minutes every night. Okay, That's simple, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he stays and needs a starter. Uh, Jesse, yeah, I think uh, I think Ty Lucy likes what he sees from him being in the starting lineup, so I don't think he's gonna be traded. So I think he's gonna stay, he's gonna be starting. And if people were going in alphabetical order or people realize I was, then everyone knows who's coming next Marcus Morris, senior Jesse. Does he get traded? I think he does. All right. And if he doesn't, is he in the rotation still? I'm assuming. I'm assuming he would still start unless they yeah. got someone much better at the four. All right, Jake. Uh, he's traded. All right. Yeah. It, it, is there anybody you feel like Jake that would love to have Marcus Morris? It might not be yeah. that there's a player on their team that we want, but there's a team out there that would be like, "Hey, we'll take Morris off your hands." I know for a fact there's teams that want Mar- Marcus Morris. Okay, I agree. I think like Hornets. I think like a team like a Hornets would really like him. There, I, I mean, they could use someone like that to like settle down those kids, because bro, they'd be going crazy in there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I was watching the playoffs last season, there was a lot of teams that needed just a half court post up or th- like three point shooting like wing big man. Mm-hmm. There was someone that they like like Minnesota needed that really bad, and the Grizzlies needed that really bad too. I'm not saying we're gonna trade them there, but. Um, as he's an expiring deal next year, there's a chance that a, a team for sure will have a shot at it or at least talk to them about it. 
All right. Uh, I think he's traded too. And I'm hoping that we, we sell the other team on the fact that, you know, if you need a, an offensive vet that could, you know, settle a, a really good young team down, the Hawks come to mind, right? Mm-hmm. They went to their Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago. They have a lot of turmoil in their in their front office and stuff like that. But they're on paper supposed to be a very good team. Like the other night when we were up by 12 against them, even in my head, I was like, yeah, but this team's really good. It's just for whatever reason, they just can't get the click. And then that's why you bring in vets like Marcus Morris. Um, but yeah. So who's the player you think? Uh, now you're thinking from the Hawks. I, I would oh. really like, I would really like John Collins. John but- Collins. John Collins, even if we had to get like some of their younger depth in there, just to, like switch it up and you know, like they have Dion Robright and stuff like that. Like, if even if it was like Clint Capella, if he was able to get healthy, you know, stuff like that, like, like just just player, just a player that because we have a lot of players that could kind of play the four, we also have a lot of guards. So if we could get rid of a guard and Morris and figure it out, yeah. But John Collins would be the player. He's a young, he's much younger. It's just I don't know if like we could convince a team to trade us a John Collins for Marcus Morris. But if we added a couple sweeteners, you know, maybe hmm. the the money kind of works too. Uh, the other big contract that we could possibly trade in a consolidation trade, Norman Powell. Uh, Jesse, is he traded? I think he's traded. I think he's traded too, actually. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays because I do think the team sees potential with him being the microwave player off the bench. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we've gone a pretty decent sample size. from like On ESPN right now, he's listed as a small forward at 6'3". That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, I think he's traded. I think it's just because he has the contract that can make the money work if they really wanted to make a splash at some point. And he's got more value than anybody else because of his age and his contract. Yeah. So, like, I do I do think, like, if we wanted to make a splash, Norman Powell's part of that trade. Uh, Jake? I think he stays. I think they're going to ride out at least one year of, like, the Norm experiment and mm-hmm. see if like a high usage guard like that and then maybe in the off season they'll they'll think about it oh well maybe just to make the money work that's how you get lebron <laughs> right in the off season <laughs> right right um jason preston does he get traded or does he stay uh we'll let jesse go first or jake let's go let's let jake go first i think he stays and he's in g league he's in the g league all right uh, i think he's traded I think he's part of a sweetener as well, along with Brandon Boston. Yeah, I feel like it's more of a bittersweet sweetener. Like I don't think any, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anyone's like I, I was I was talking telling Jake this. I was like, you know what? When you're making a trade, like you offer you offer Preston first, and then when they're like, no, we're okay, <laughs> then you're like, all right, we'll give you Brandon Boston. And then even after that, you might be like, you know what? Do you still do you want Preston? But then also Preston's pretty instrumental for our G League run right now. That we're that's on. what I'm thinking. I'm like, he's playing really well in the G League, so people will see like, well, this might be worth a gamble. And you know what? A lot of these young guys, if they really do decide to just you know re- start a rebuild next year, it, I think it wouldn't hurt to have Jason Preston. 
as yeah. on your team next year. Why not? Because I'm thinking like, okay, Brandon Boston will be the main sweetener, and then there's like a possibility. What could this could be? You know, right? Because you already see the potential in Brandon Boston. Uh, John Wall. This this one's I think this is probably the most political out of all of them because, think, uh, because there's a lot of I think uh, different uh, sides to this on how this could be handled. Uh, I think he gets traded. You think he gets traded? All right. Thanks. Uh, Jake. Uh, I'm gonna say. And this one's tough because, like, there is politics, but also, like, I don't think he will get traded without, like, him being okay with it, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Has he played well enough for that? For that, uh, <laughs> no, but the politics of basketball is like a real thing, right? So, if the deal could have, I personally think John Walk. If the front office doesn't want to deal with the politics anymore, if Ty Lue doesn't want to deal with the frustration of Ty, Law, Ty uh, with if Ty Lue doesn't want to uh, deal with the frustration of having to play John Wall, I personally think it's in the front office's best interest and John Wall's best interest. I think it's respectful to trade John Wall because it comes across as like, hey, we appreciate you, but it was business and we thought you were a decent enough value to bring in X whatever we get back. I think it's more disrespectful to John wall. If we keep him and either a don't put him in the rotation anymore. And if we're all we're, if we're worried about the politics here, right. If we don't put him in the rotation or even outright have to cut him, uh, before like, you know, the buyout stuff ends or before the playoff buyout stuff ends at the end yeah. of February. Yeah. So I, I think, agree. I think like the front office, like even if for whatever reason they can't really move a good consolidation piece, I do think it's in the front office's interest at the eleventh hour that you still try to find John Wall a different home. I agree, but if uh, if I'm going with my gut on February tenth, he's going to be on the team, but he won't be. He'll be out of the rotation. If if I can add on to this, I believe that if John Wall does not get traded. And mind you, based on what we're seeing, I feel like he should be traded. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's going to be there's going to be some issues within the team. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at that. And to be honest, if he's like, I wouldn't be surprised like if he still plays up until the playoffs, though. But if he, it's one thing for us to be a sixth seed, it's one thing for us to be in the plan. It's one thing for us to be a fifth seed or whatever. But if we're actually in postseason basketball. And playing John Wall's costing us games, that's one thing. Like, it's one thing to play in the regular season and we're losing games and it's frustrating. But for make or break championship or bust basketball, once like, once the playoffs start, I think I'll, I'll, everyone's going to be frustrated with the regular season, but we're all going to be like, all right, we're in the dance now. Let's have, we're all going to have that little bit of hope that we could do something. Yeah. If John Wall's costing us games there, like, we've probably felt like Rondo was costing us games. <laughs> Uh, John Wall's gonna get Rondo vibes, and right now the regular season we don't like him vibes, but like in Rondo's the Rondo stuff really, he might have been one of the like least favorite players we've ever had in our franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, so the team needs to figure something out at this deadline. If they don't, 
then there the communication does need to be key. So by the time April comes around, John Wall knows that he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, we've had Dr- Reggie Jackson for several seasons now. He's built a rapport with the I don't know what the word is, but uh, we we know rapport, right? So <laughs> he's more likely to stay than John Wall and. Everyone talks about this is the season. We're not getting old. We're not getting any younger. Uh, we know our window. And if you allow like the politics get in the way, I guarantee this doesn't cause some issues. Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? If Paul George is upset upset by it, then we could address that in the offseason. But like as of right now, like we're not gonna let Paul George's friendships affect was possibly the last three or four months of the two one three era. We've yeah. already we brought everyone you wanted, and it's not working. So yeah, there's nothing you can be upset about. And I think we all have this perception that, like you know, every team, every good team has negative players. Every good team has players that just don't are not playing well, and they and some of them even play <laughs> like consistent minutes. But te- good teams manage around that, and I just feel like we haven't been able to manage around that, and or we haven't been able to even if we got ugly wins. Because we're playing some of these players. Like, if we got ugly wins, but they're still wins and we were higher in the standings, I don't think a lot of people would be that upset with the John Wall thing. It's just we're not getting ugly wins. We're getting ugly losses and we're having these poor rotations and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Last one Zoo. Does Zoo get traded, Jesse? In the scenario that there's only one trade, no. If there's more than one trade, yes. Okay. So you think if the Clippers are going to make one deal, it wouldn't involve Zoo? It wouldn't involve Zoo, yeah. All right. Jake? I think he is going to be traded. All right. For a center or just be part of a deal? I'm going to say be part of a deal. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really expecting, like, a big shakeup. This team is not ready for a title. Like, right. They're just not like as constructed. Like, it's just too old. They're not fast enough. Like, it, they got to do something. But All right. And, uh, you trade Zoo, you're, you're getting real youth. Yeah. And well, he's, you know, he's young, but he don't play athletic. You know, he's slow footed, half court. Like, but he know. has one thing that I don't know. That's kind of hard because he has durability, though. I know, I know. I, trust me, I feel you. But I think they're gonna go for like a bigger swing, more offense. Yeah. I just, I just uh, don't. See, I, yeah. I just don't want to face the facts. Neither. I. <laughs> I'd be sick, but it. Uh, I don't know. But that zoo bag, that Zubac jersey will be half off, so I'll be. I'm yeah. pretty happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if. I'm kind of 50-50 on this one right now. If with my gut, I'd say he stays on the team and he's a starter. But if the right deal came, like keep in mind the most valuable players we could trade, what Norman Powell and Zoo. You know, and if you're trying to make a big splash, those are the players you would trade. The other guys are just to make the money work. <laughs> and the sweeteners are just there, but it's not like the sweeteners are like the sweeteners are there to make what would consider a bad trade be tolerable you know, for another team. So I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that I agree with mm-hmm. us getting Miles Turner, 
but I can absolutely see the Clippers go for Miles Turner. Like it's not even, it's not. You know, the funny thing is the one player that's been on everyone's minds that would probably get traded. We all agreed that would probably stay and that's Rocco. Yeah. So that's interesting that all three of us said that. Um, and uh, based on like using all of us as one mind, we all said Norm might be traded, Zoo, Morris. So that would be your consolidation trade would be Morris, Norm, and Zoo. And that gets you roughly around $40 million if you were able to trade all four, three of them in the same deal. <laughs> so, you know, so I... Hopefully the Nets go on a losing streak <laughs> and Kevin Durant's available. Uh, but uh, Oh, you're telling me you don't want Kyrie? No, I'm <laughs> you know, at this moment, give me Kyrie. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wish, I wish the Clippers thought of that. But the thing is, we would have probably played just as bad and everyone would be like, see, Kyrie was the issue and everything he brings with the team is the issue. Uh, we would never address the other the other stuff that's going on. It's kind of good that we stayed put and let allow this team to suck. I, I yeah. think you know we let the next three weeks or two weeks really dictate the season. Chicago's falling off. The Raptors are falling off. The Wizards are falling off, and those are just teams out east. And um, the Hawks as well. They're like a five hundred team trying to stay in the plan. Who knows, bro? I would mean, you would you trade Morris and Norman Powell for Demar Derozan? It's not getting younger. But is it getting a better player? I was about to say no. I was about to say no. Oh, you're about no. to say no? Yeah, I just I just they need you. Like would would you trade would you trade Morris, Norman, and Zoo for Zach Levine? No. All right. Would you trade Morris? Basically Morris plus a sweetener, let's say Brandon Boston for uh Buchek? I don't know how to say I think that's oh, who's, who's 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 yeah. Yeah, I would trade. I would trade Zoo and Morris for Zuzovic, but okay. it's just not not really for. I know he doesn't give us defense, and I know he. I mean, he's basically a cone down there, but like his offensive game will give the Clippers something different, and will and will allow the Clippers to withstand a heavier load in the season because you have a big man to throw the ball to, and mm-hmm. it keeps the perimeter guys from having to go to the rack, having to get killed down there. Wow, Vucevic can also shoot threes, so he can space the floor as well. Um, it's just a different look on offense that I think that would help. All right. you know, I'm not saying he's a you know god the, the god for seeing profit, but he definitely helps them. Would you trade? Ask this question. Right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, in this situation where we're letting this play out, you probably don't get the chip. We're in the off season. Do the Clippers call the Bulls? And gamble on Lonzo Ball. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I feel like that we we. Sh- I feel like we should make the call. Uh, if we if we were to gamble, we would have gambled like two years ago. Now he's he makes more money, and we got Terrence. I think Terrence Mann's kind of saying that he's the answer at that point guard position, at least for now. You know but if we don't want to chip, obviously. If we don't win a chip, yeah. We don't want a chip. If we don't win a chip, we're we're just getting rid of everyone and we're starting Jason Preston next year. <laughs> so you're thinking that's gonna be a full rebuild after the season? Uh so you're saying you'd bring in Lonzo with Paul George and Kawhi? Yes. If he's healthy, you bring, you bring, I, if, if, if he's he, healthy, he bring he can facilitate and he plays defense. He plays decent defense. I've always thought it was overrated, but I also thought it's not actually that bad at all. Well, it's better than John Wall and Reggie. You know sure. what? Yeah. You know what? You got me there. You got me there. You're right. 
Uh, he makes what about twenty million dollars? Less than that? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I'll look that up right now. Uh, while I look that up, uh, would you trade uh, Morris, Norm, and Zoo for Siakam? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. please. All right. Would no, are you, they dumb enough to do that? Would you trade those players for uh Van Bleet or Van Bleet? Is it Van? No. Van Fleet. No. Okay. Um what's the other team? Uh would you trade those three for Przingis? Yes. And that goes and he goes against everything that I ever said about getting younger <laughs> <laughs> and, and more available. <laughs> Just... and more like in the availability, but like broken hoop. I ain't no ain't no other way to put it. Like he could play. All right. and yeah, that's it pretty much. He could just play. I'm is there, on that one. Is there any other teams that are kind of like under the radar? kind of yeah. disappointing right now that you feel like might be in two weeks willing to sell the jazz yeah. might get there uh, um but i don't know if we're like we're gonna be able to get one of their top tier talents i just want jordan clarkson to score up in a clippers jersey you know you so know, there, badly there is some players like javante green from chicago like i think he's up for a contract extension mm-hmm. and he, he's he's like around 28 29 but like he's he's an up and down player like he's going up and down, he's catching lobs, he's dunking the ball, he's shooting threes. Um, the Hornets, depending if they want to extend PJ Washington, that's another option. If they want to keep Plumley, that's something else. Plumley's young. I mean, he's old, but like, you know, it's a very limited role for him, rebounding, putbacks, and just like post ups, you know. Is is there any of these young Spurs players that you're that you'd consider? Now we don't really have the draft assets to probably get any of them, but like uh, a Vassell or Keldon Johnson, like, do you think we have the pieces to? Because they're in a rebuild, or not necessarily rebuild, but they're trying to lose games now. Yeah. <laughs> do you think um, they would trade some of their young talent? I don't know if there's anybody. I think Zach Collins is probably like, uh, you know, an option. But I, I don't, even then, like, I'm because he's a big man. But even then, I don't think there's anybody. Um, like I don't want Doug McDermott. Like that's another cone, you know. Like right. he's, he's a shooter, but it's another cone. The Rockets, KJ Martin, if he still wants out, that's an option. I like Kevin Porter. He has a a really bad uh plus minus, but I I like him a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we we hear it like every uh every other every other podcast. <laughs> well, well, until the trade line's done, you're gonna hear it. We still have a month left of this deadline talk, dude. And you know, after the, after the deadline, I'm gonna probably be like, man, I wish we had Kevin Porter Jr. Lawrence Frank's like, dude, he's he's really mentioning a lot. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> that's a, that's the jersey that I might get in multiple colors. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jake, you were saying something. There's just those fringe guys like uh, Sadiq Bay and like I don't know if if Orlando wants to give up any of their big men because they have like ton like uh, Chris Boucher from the Raptors another switchable big that's like proven to play in the league you know it's not like we have a project in him um, there's just guys those, those type of guys those project players Harnstein if he if the Knicks want to you know make a deal because Knicks fans detest him. With like all of their souls. Dude, so. Just use the TP if I'm if I'm ball. if this is your championship year, who cares how much money it is in the on the tax? Just just use the TP. 
Hmm. So, so we'll see. But I mean, is there going to be a trade? Like, yeah, for sure. More than likely. Yeah, I'm trying to look at some of these other teams. It's just like there's not a lot of needle movers, and a lot of needle movers that I do see are in positions we're kind of solidified at. What about if T-Man doesn't pan out? You think they in these next couple of weeks? You think they might go for Terry Rozier? Because I feel like he might be sold. He might be. He might be on the like, I, I, a player I, they want to sell. I like Scary Terry a lot too. And, and I looked at his contract. Let me see. I think it's like he's making 22, 24. Which uh, we have the money to make happen. Like, I wouldn't mind that. Like 21. Scary, we can't have Scary Terry and Norman Powell on the same team. It, well, it's got to be like offset. Maybe not well, together. Well, maybe we consolidate for Terry and then we consolidate another trade to get rid of Norman. Yeah. I mean, that, that works. Like, we get Terry Rozier and maybe another young piece. That, their backup center was it Richards or something like that? Is really good. Yeah, um, Nick Richards. Nick Richards. Yeah. yeah, he's good. Yeah, like we got him to be the backup, and then we got Terry. Uh, Just whatever they can do to get athleticism and youth. If Utah is trying to hold on to get Laurie that All Star spot because the All Star game is in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. if that's what they're doing. You know, like maximizing Laurie to get him a spot to maximize their profit then cool, do it. But if if they start falling off these Jared Vanderbilt-type guys, Colin Sexton would, mm-hmm. like, absolutely help the Clippers. Like, bro. Well, I was going to say, anybody, even, like, if you don't get, like, I would throw the kitchen sink against Lowry right now because he plays a position that we could use, and he he stretches the court. If not, like, like getting Vanderbilt, getting some of these other guys, because, like, the team is – decent enough that if we just kind of flip some of our old you our old role players for some younger role players we might be a little better but i still think <clears throat> Kawhi and paul george need like all right they gotta play they they need they need somebody else that's like like aaron gordon-esque that yeah. could be that would be the best player on a bad team but would be the third best player on their team kind of thing yeah. but but yeah um, that should wrap it up. We we went a lot longer than I thought we would, but Yay. good times. <laughs> uh, you can find our podcast wherever you find our podcasts. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's three dollars a month. We have Ontario Clippers. We have Ontario Clips Forum on there where we talk about the G League team that's a little bit more successful than the LA Clippers right now. And we have NBA Rivals Forum where me and Jesse just did a watch along. We were we we went into it doing the actual pod, and then like in the second half of the episode, we were just watching the Mavs Lakers game from last week, and we went we started talking about Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So it was it was a really fun experience. So if you sh- if you sign up for a Patreon, you get that, and uh, we do fantasy sports as well. Uh, yeah, and Jake, you got some stuff. Yeah, we're dropping clothes on. Friday, so um, you know if you're a Clipper fan, there most likely will be something. Laker fans will have something. Tons of people will have it. It's a lot, so yeah, just tune in. Jake right. Appreciate it. And Jesse, you have any final words? Yeah, I'm dropping some socks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, yeah, sign up for our Patreon. Support Jake Barnes. Uh, we appreciate you guys for sticking around. I know it's been a rough season, and it might get rougher. It might get better, but thank you for listening. It's dead serious. Literally, 
literally, literally could be doing anything with your time, <laughs> but you're spending it with us and we appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jake, for coming on. I know you're a very busy person and yeah. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the season. <laughs> We're out. Peace.